everybody. So we are so excited to be here today. We are here to talk about the latest animated news uh, in the world of TV and uh, movie news. We're talking all things animation. I'm Rachel and I'm joined by my two friends, uh, Jonathan and Adam. And uh, Jonathan, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Jonathan. I'm excited to be back. I love doing these. Yeah, thank you so much. And we, we're recording this on Monday, and I hope you all have an, a fun uh, Labor Day holiday and enjoying a, a day off. And uh, Adam, you want to introduce yourself as well? All right. Hey, guys, I'm Adam, but I go under the Animated Antic, and I'm so excited to be talking about animation news. I haven't talked about it in a while, so. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, this is going to be fun. We have a pretty good variety, I feel like. Uh, of topics i i was i was thinking oh should we do one because i didn't think there was that much that had happened and then we figured out our list and i was like wow that was a lot <laughs> i feel like we'd say that every time we always think oh there's not gonna be that much and then i go and yeah. find a whole bunch of stuff we weren't thinking about yeah it's true <laughs> that's interesting so all right uh so we have the first news uh is we have uh, the animated box office, which we usually try to talk about. And we had the big news out of uh, Sony is Hotel Transylvania 3 has become their biggest hit worldwide they've ever had for Sony animation at uh, 476 million worldwide, and uh, which passed Hotel Transylvania 2. And uh, the the franchise as a whole has now uh, gotten 1.3 billion dollars total. So that's pretty exciting for them. Uh, Adam, what do you think about that? Um, I think this is really good news for Sony Pictures Animation. Um, I, I'm glad to see that their hard work on this movie, the Ho Hotel Transylvania 3, has really paid off. Uh, last year was a very bad year for them. Most of their movies were not good. Their, their second movie released last year, which was the Emoji Movie, ended up winning five Razzie Awards, which yeah. is something that's not good for an animation studio. So seeing how this movie has made a lot of money and has become their highest grossing animated movie to date, that's very exciting for me and for the people at Sony. It's going to motivate them to work on better movies and more original content. And I'm really excited to see what they have coming up next, especially from Genny Tartakovsky, the director of the Hotel yeah. Transylvania trilogy. Yeah. I mean, I hope it inspires them to, uh, to pick more, I don't know, to, to be a little more creative and, and uh, you know, that I hope, I hope it, I hope it does that for them too. What do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, the Hotel Transylvania series is probably, at least to me, from what I've seen, it's their best series. They have the best mm -hmm. stories. Um, I'm hoping that this is going to show them that the more creative original stories are better than ones that have been put together by corporate, like the Emoji Movie. Right. Um, it's just I, giving the director basically free reign to make the story their way is always the best idea and i hope that this shows them that and they keep moving forward with stories like hotel transylvania instead of like the emoji movie yeah 
Agreed. We will see that continued success with the their Spider-Man movie coming out this. Oh December. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. Could be a real game changer to me uh, in yeah. the world of animation. So I'm hoping. That- I wish they would that more studios would do superhero movies animated. Like I yeah, know I- the big thing is doing the live action ones, and they always look cool, but. Yeah. There's so I feel like there's so many more possibilities with animation than there is with live action. Yeah, especially I like with the stylized way they're doing this one, it just looks so good. I do too. I think animation has a vast array of possibilities compared to live action. With live action, you have limitations. With animation, the only limit is your imagination, as they say. Yeah, yeah, and I just the whole this whole hybrid animation that they're using for. The Spider-Man, I I think it could be really positive in its inf- influence because the problem that a lot of animated films have these days is they all kind of look the same, you know. They 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 don't have a real distinctive style, and uh, the um uh, this this Spider-Man looks like it has a real distinctive style, where you know combining the two D and CG and they're in this hybrid animation. It looks so pretty, and so I'm I'm so hopeful. It's my most anticipated of the year, so it's kind of cool. Like, because you're right, Sony did have a terrible year last year. Even though I liked Smurf Lost Village more than most, um, it was a rough year, and I I I hope that I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see them come back, sort of an, as it feels sort of like an underdog, kind of coming back. <laughs> So anyway, and uh, yeah, so this uh, this weekend, you know, had continued success for the uh, the Incredibles two uh, that uh, is it's out of the top ten, but it still made over four million dollars, and uh, and its total gross uh, domestic six hundred two million dollars. Uh, 1.164 billion have now the um, uh, the it topped the it's now the second highest grossing animated film of all time, which is amazing, and it topped Minions, uh, which I was personally really glad to see because I do not like Minions at all. I thought it was kind of terrible, and so I'm very excited to see Incredibles 2 taking over that spot i don't know what do you think about that uh, adam i i completely agree with you rachel i am so happy to see incredibles 2 take on the number two spot over minions because minions was such a huge disappointment it was so mediocre there was so much wasted opportunity yeah. on that animated movie there was, it wasn't it wasn't very funny it was it was it, it was just disappointing to put lightly and seeing my most anticipated animated movie, which lived up to expectations, uh, take on the number two spot over a really mediocre animated movie is very pleasing to me. It shows yeah. that people want to see good animated movies over sequels, over ones that really don't need one just because yeah. it made money at the box office. It shows that if the director has a vast idea for a story, for a sequel to continue the original story, then animation studios might actually go into it and put into it rather than, oh, we should make a sequel just because the first film made a lot of money. Yeah, 
Agreed. Uh, yeah, what do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm happy to see it take over the number two spot. Um, I'm not one that hates the minions, but I can't say that I actually love them. And I, I didn't think that it was... I didn't think it was quite deserving of getting to be as popular as it was because it's so mediocre compared to so many other animated movies. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to say that they don't deserve it because obviously people like it. So in some way they deserve it, but I'm glad to see a better movie fill in that slot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of the minions. I think they're very annoying, but, uh, but even if I liked them, I just thought that movie was very poorly written. I thought it was very poorly put together. I didn't think it was funny at all. I, in fact, I thought it was kind of offensive. <laughs> uh, some of the, some of the jokes and stuff. And I don't know. I just, I just was not a fan of it at all. And, and like a lot of I, stuff, I didn't even understand why it was a joke, like why they had all these like references to the 1960s and why, like, why is that funny? I don't know. It was just weird. I like the Despicable Me franchise, but the minions I feel like are best in small doses and this was just too much minions all at once. Yeah. I I completely agree with you. I, I like the first two movies. I own the first two movies uh minions and the third film were just incredibly disappointing to me and it and it, it and yeah because the characters were created as comic relief characters and clearly that's where they should have stayed mm-hmm. I, I make the argument with minions the family they hitchhiked with they have a better opportunity for being in a movie than yeah. the actual minion characters like the the crazy family with the mother and father being played by alice and janney and michael keaton i thought they were funny yeah themselves and hardly in the movie at all i know i i completely agree with you what on earth why do you have michael keaton in that role like i have no idea but uh but yeah it was it was weird but anyway oh well so at least we have a better movie that's taken over that spot um yeah and uh real quick so teen titans go to the movies is uh, still in theaters, but not many. But it did make it. It so far has made forty two forty two million dollars worldwide. So there you go. That's not too bad. Bit. Not bad for what for what it was made with. I don't think that's too bad. No, I think it should have done better because it was really funny. But uh, but yeah, it's a solid hit. And I I think it shows you if they keep the budgets down because if they had if this thing had cost you know even 60 million dollars then it would be a disaster but because they kept the budget really low then they had a little hit hoping that it shows studios that they can make more low budget animated films like ones based on the tv shows and like steven universe is getting a movie but i think as far as i know it's only gonna be on cartoon network i think that if that one went to theaters it could make just as much or more than the teen Titans go movie and i'm hoping that maybe this will pave the way for that to happen yeah, agreed. Also, like, if we get more low-budget animated movies, I, I really hope that more of them are traditionally animated. I love computer yeah. animation, but I I think traditional animation is the best. And it's so sad that we don't get a lot of it. We've only had four big American hand-drawn animated movies this year, and three of them are based on TV shows. So We've had four this year? 
for no for this decade oh i was gonna say whoa what, not, what's not this year yeah because we had uh, my little pony friendship is magic and then and then this and then this the second spongebob movie and winnie oh, the pooh right right oh right right okay yeah that's right because that was 2011 all right well good yeah I, I completely agree on that front for sure or, or at least like i said this hybrid animation that kind of combines the two i think would be really nice to see more of so all right uh the next story that we're going to talk about is uh there's a wily e coyote movie in development over at warner brothers titled coyote versus acme uh and it's uh um being written by uh john and josh silberman who are executive story editors on the short-lived uh series border town and uh they also they've done a bunch of other stuff that i've never seen uh chris mckay uh who directed lego batman will produce and uh it's interesting i mean i don't know i kind of feel like is wiley coyote and roadrunner are they really feature film i mean i love looney tunes and and i did a um this month's obscure animation with stanford was all about the bugs bunny movie so we were all talking about uh about looney tunes i was kind of just using it as my excuse to talk about looney tunes uh but i don't know i feel like the attempts to have looney tunes be live act to be not live action to be feature film just doesn't work that well and i don't know i'm just wondering if they're better as a short like how do you make Wiley Coyote a feature film? What do you think, Adam? I'm like on the same boat as you. I, I love Looney Tunes. I love Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner shorts, but I, I don't understand how you can make an entire animated movie based on Wiley Coyote. I mean, it's one, I mean, it's just a series of jokes where the coyote fails to cast the Roadrunner with these Acme products. And I don't understand how you can turn like something that's typically seven minutes long into yeah. a feature length uh animated movie um there's a good crew on board i can give it that uh the writers also worked on shows like it's always sunny in philadelphia and stuff like that and chris mckay worked on lego batman which i really liked so it's not that i don't want to see this movie i do but it's just it seems very odd for uh, an idea that is turned from a seven minute feature length cartoon into a full length hour and a half yeah. long movie and i'll just say this i i wonder what exactly the plot will be like and who yeah. the character will be if they do make this a full length animator movie i just uh, maybe they shouldn't make uh, Wiley Coyote talk. He's talked before, and I think cartoons, but I just don't want it to work. Talk all the time, you know, like what happened in the Tom and Jerry movie where they gave him voices and they had him talk about the whole thing, and it just uh, was so awkward. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I I don't know because there's I guess I guess I haven't seen anywhere they talk. Maybe they do talk in some of them, but that that is weird and i don't know it's strange what do you think jonathan well as far as them talking um wiley only talks when he's in cartoons with bugs bunny he doesn't talk when he's in the roadrunner cartoons oh, okay. i think he has a british accent but i don't know about i like i love looney tunes i've always loved looney tunes ever since i was a kid so i'm glad to see that they're coming back to the big screen 
but to do it with Wiley and Roadrunner by themselves seems like an odd choice just because their format works so much better as shorts. Yeah. And I guess I'm not going to say it's a terrible idea because I don't know what exactly they have in mind. So it, it could be good, but if it's just going to be an extended version of the shorts, I don't know how that's going to work. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I will watch it when it comes out because I love the Looney Tunes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that's all. It's yeah. too early to say for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Next story that we're going to talk about is we have a new series from the Rick and Morty creators that is being picked up by Hulu called Solar Opposites. And uh, this will be 16 episode series. Uh, it's created by uh, Justin Roiland and uh, and uh, Mike McMahon. And uh, there, it's going to be over two seasons, and uh, it's by 20th Century Fox character designs. But I don't see a plot summary. Um, oh, I found it. It's about it's about a family of aliens living in middle class America. Mm, mm-hmm. what? So yeah, that looks interesting. I mean, I, they're really talented people, and. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'd be curious to watch it. What do you think, Adam? I, I I think it would be interesting too. The plot seems very interesting and comedical in a way. I just uh-huh. hope it doesn't have the same like huge effect that Rick and Morty had. Like the last thing that happened last year with the session one sauce that was insane. Yeah. I just I just don't. I wanted to get popular, but I don't want to get. I don't want it to have too much popularity like Rick and Morty did because Rick and Morty really blew up fast and it really turned a huge fan base off. So, yeah, I agree with you for sure. What do you think, Jonathan? I will definitely check it out. I like Justin Roiland. I I actually have liked him long before Rick and Morty because he also worked on a Disney show called Fish Hooks that I loved i don't think it was very popular but i thought it was hilarious um so i'm excited to see more from him um i'm not like the biggest fan of rick and morty i think it is very creative i think i've said this before i think it's very creative very smart but it's just it's so dark and depressing that i can't i can't bring myself to actually fully like it mm-hmm. i it, i like i like the creativity but i I don't know. Yeah. It's less depressing. Well, so we'll see what say, this what happens with this. I wouldn't say it's for me, I wouldn't say it's depressing. I'd say it's really cynical. And uh, Yeah, and, they lean too much into the cynical humor and yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. I would I I prefer things to be a bit lighter than Rick and Morty is. Yeah. I, I I can completely understand that. I, I like it in small doses. <laughs> Handle it yeah, no, doses. I've never binged Rick and Morty. I watched no. like an episode or two here and there. I'm still not finished with all the episodes that are out just because I don't watch them very often. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, oh. I actually did see the fish hooks. Yeah, yeah. The character that Justin Roiland played on Fish Hooks, he actually used his Morty voice for that. Did you know that? Like that. Yeah, I I knew that because I recognized his voice right away when when I started seeing the stuff for Rick and Morty. He has such a, a distinct voice. Him and um, Lemon Grab on Adventure Time, just the the way he does that voice. I love the voice. Yeah. 
cool. Uh, so another new series that has been announced is uh, from Leica. They're going to be doing a Paranorman uh, series. And uh, this, uh, we don't know. I don't, I don't think we know what it's going to be streaming on or where it's going to. We just had the announcement, uh, the episodic series. And I, I think that's cool. I love Paranorman. I think it's super kind of underrated and I love the animation. And I think the story had like really big heart and there was this really interesting sort of take on the bully narrative that we see whereas the person who was bullied has become the bully and here you have norman who is this misfit trying to kind of get through to her i thought that was really moving and lovely and i thought the voice work was amazing i don't know if they'd get the same voice work for this series uh but i really love paranorman so i definitely watch it for sure yeah i definitely watched this new paranorman show too the movie was the movie was really good i, I thought it was very creative I'm very curious to see what the animation style will be in it. Will it be like a hand, will it be traditionally animated? Will it be stop motion like the movie was? I'm very curious to see what it's going to be like. But this is a very exciting idea. I like seeing uh, movies being turned into TV shows if they're really good, that is. And Paranorman was a good movie. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know a ton yet, but yeah, I'm definitely really look forward to it for for me i paranorman is actually the only v movie from Leica that i have not seen so i can't say that i'm like excited because i've never seen it um it's one that i plan to see i just haven't gotten around to it yet but i'm glad to see that Leica is doing more things because they don't have a very high production schedule they very rarely put out movies it seems mm -hmm. so I'll, i'm glad to see anything new from them yeah yeah Definitely, I highly recommend it. Uh, so, all right. Then we have uh, from Crunchyroll, which is a streaming service for anime, they've announced uh, their first original series. They're going to be uh, streaming next year uh, called High Guardian Spice. And uh, they put out a little featurette about it. And it was particularly sort of toting the fact that it was very diverse and it's an all-women staff and that they were going to be doing 2D. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting to see the response to this. Uh, but I think it looks good. And there are some people who say, well, why is Crunchyroll doing this? Because it's not technically anime. Because I guess anime has to, by, by purist, has to be made in Japan but uh, I don't care about that. And I think it looks, I think it looks pretty good. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm not, I think it's cool that they have an all female staff. I'm sure, but I don't, it still has to be a good product. So we'll see. But I, I thought it looked cute. I don't know. What do you think, Adam? I can't really comment on this because I've seen the trailer uh -huh. And there's not a lot that I learned from it. The trailer to me was just show was just them telling us what the show was going to be like and not showing us. So we're just they're just like this show is going to be so cool. It's going to feature yeah. this stuff. And the only thing I got out of it was it's about three witches going to school to become guardians. And I'm thinking to myself, 
okay, then what is this going to be like? Is it going to be like Harry Potter? Is it going to be like Little Witch Academia? I'm very conflicted on it. From what I've seen from the character designs and the little bit of artwork, it looks interesting. But the trailer I seen was not very good because I barely learned a thing about this TV sh- about this new show. And one thing that I was really conflicted by in this trailer was one of the cat, one of the crew members said, we're going to be doing something, we're going to be doing some style of animation that some studios have lost. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's 2D animation, but it's only been not featured a lot in movies. On television and on the internet, it is thriving. It's doing very well. And... It's just this trailer really did not appeal to me. And it's not because of the show's content. It's because of what little they showed of this new show in the trailer. It was not a very good trailer. But I'm curious to see what this new show will be like. It's not that I don't like the idea for the show. It's that the trailer that showed it was really very limited and didn't show us a lot of information. So I'm interested in the show, just very bad trailer that came out for it. Yeah, that's fair. And they were definitely very uh, patting themselves on the back for, for things. And I feel like it's kind of a mistake to do that until like once the product comes out and it's good, then you can say, look, we made this good thing and we're all women and we're you know but like to lead with that i think is kind of a mistake but anyway yeah it's it's interesting i don't know do you have any thoughts on that jonathan um i like the idea that crunchyroll is branching out beyond just being a streaming service like netflix did before it Uh um i i'm glad to see anybody making new content i like the title i think it I, I like anime titles. I, I don't watch a ton of anime, but I like the titles weirdly mm-hmm. because I don't know, strange and creative. I like the title. I like the character designs. I don't know too much more than that. So I think it's too early for me to give like a full opinion. I like the idea that Crunchyroll is branching out. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's my, that's my biggest takeaway from this. I, I'm glad to see anybody making new things. Yeah. Well, it, it is amazing. Everybody has their original content these days. I mean, it's it's just there's so much. It's incredible. Have the Adventure Time finale is airing this week as well, which is pretty exciting. Uh how how many seasons has Adventure Time been on? Do you guys know? I think it's been on for 8 or 9 seasons. Yeah. Uh, well, this is technically the 10th season because they split the 9th season into two just so they could say that it ran for 10 seasons. I'm pretty sure because that that makes seasons nine and 10 quite short, but it's, I guess technically it's 10 seasons, but it's been going, it's been going on for almost a decade anyway, no matter how they mm-hmm. want to split it up. It's been going on almost a decade. And I think that's amazing. The show has only gotten better in quality since the beginning. Mm-hmm. it's one of those shows that just kept getting better and better and better and like i'm sad to see it go but i, I i've actually seen the finale because i got a preview copy of it and they definitely go out on a high note so if if you're like at all interested in the show watch the finale mm-hmm. yeah i've never seen adventure time i i know it's a huge hole in my animated viewing but i've never seen it but i want to see it 
So that's that's exciting. It's, it's one of those it's one of those where once you get into it, you'll just you'll binge because there's the episodes are short and they they go like eating popcorn. You you waste a whole evening in getting through one season, <laughs> but uh-huh. it's it's totally worth it. You won't even notice the time going by. Uh-huh. After, like the first two seasons kind of went slower for me just because they were still finding their footing. But once uh-huh. it started getting into the more episodic and um, serialized bits of storytelling then like it's you're totally hooked and it's really good writing that only got better mm. cool are you a fan adam it, yeah i haven't really seen a lot of adventure time to be honest it's a very um very weird show but it looks very creative it definitely has a great um crew and on board with it um but i haven't really watched a lot of adventure time so I, okay. I can't really yeah. comment on it. Maybe I'll binge watch it one day once it, but it's really sad to see it go because it's technically the, the end of an era with adventure time because this, because it really was the show that started this new TV cartoon Renaissance, to be honest. Yeah. 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 I agree. There's no doubt about, no doubt about that, that we wouldn't have uh, over the garden wall or, gravity falls probably or some of these other yeah, things. so many um, so many shows the people who make these new shows got their start on adventure time it, it in so many ways beyond just the fact that it was a good show that people liked on cartoon network in so many other ways it really made the current era of cartoons on tv right now yeah uh so our next story is the american greetings entertainment uh, has rebranded itself to Cloud Company, and they're developing a Care Bears feature film. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I know that we're in the era of uh, 80s nostalgia, so maybe there's some appeal to a Care Bears feature. But as somebody who's a child of the 80s, <laughs> uh, it doesn't have a ton of appeal to me, uh, the Care Bears. It's not a one I'm really that high on, especially if they're going to do it hybrid live action. That, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, feel like, I feel like the Care Bears in live action would look really scary, like really weird. <laughs> but maybe they'll look cute. I don't know. I It's just doesn't interest me but um it all depends on how they design them but yeah i don't find the idea that appealing but like i didn't really grow up with them i was i was born in the late 80s later on the later side of the 80s so uh i didn't we didn't have we didn't really even have tv when i was a kid we borrowed some movies from the library and that was it i think i saw one care bears movie as a kid and i didn't I didn't really care that much about it. We never borrowed it again. And if we liked a movie, we borrowed it all the time. We borrowed this one once. So that's, that's, the, that's my experience with the Care Bears. So I can't say whether this is a good idea or not because I have no frame of reference for how big the Care Bears fan base is. I have a feeling that this is in response to the My Little Ponies being popular. But who knows? I'm I'm not big on the live-action hybrids. Yeah. unless they're well done and so far there haven't been many that are well well done <laughs> yeah i mean paddington but like that's about it these days i don't know what do you think adam you excited about care bears 
No, because <laughs> I, I did not grow up on the I didn't grow up on the Care Bears. They're not very interesting characters. The only thing I find interesting about the Care Bears remotely is that that first movie actually made more money than a Disney animated film. That's, yeah. That's the only thing I find interesting about it because the first Care Bears movie made more money than the Black Cauldron. That is, there is nothing else interesting about <laughs> in my mind. And yeah, you, you are right, uh, Jonathan. I think it's this new live action CGI thing is, depends on what the character designs might look like. I don't think they're going to be as scary, but I am nervous about it. Most live-action CGI hybrids don't really work. Paddington mm. was a notable exception. Yeah. That was a very well movie, and it gave a really good sequel as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so the idea of seeing the Care Bears in live-action CGI, it doesn't bother me too much, but it's just it's a trope that's old. There's nothing really interesting about it anymore. And I think it's just writing on the thing of turning 80s nostalgia into big movies and TV shows, just writing the high that My Little Pony Friendship is Magic brought on. Mm-hmm. Well, also trying to get some of that money that the Smurfs, the two first, two Smurfs movies brought in probably too. But I don't know. I just, oh, it just I've... doesn't excite me because those were terrible in my opinion. Oh, the Smurf um, movies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think everybody can agree that the Smurf movies were not very good. But then again, they're directed by Roger Gosnell. Yeah. Movies like Home Alone 3 and Never Been Kissed and Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> remake of Your Mind and Ours. And, of course, <laughs> this year's film that really got a lot of debate for the wrong reasons, Show Dogs right yeah <laughs> uh so next story we have alex hurst who's the creator of gravity falls he is going to be doing a show with netflix so this is very exciting to me because i love gravity falls i think gravity falls not just cool. one show though the the deal is for multiple shows oh. and movies okay yeah i'm really excited because he's an incredible talent he uh i just wish that gravity falls had gone on longer two years just didn't seem long enough i know that was his vision mm-hmm. but like ah, i wish that we could have had more uh but he's incredibly creative and i am very excited yeah i'm really excited to see whatever becomes of this as well gravity falls is like it's if it's not my my favorite animated series of all time it's right up there because it's just it hits on absolutely everything that appeals to me because I like, like when I was a little kid, I would borrow books from the library on cryptozoology and paranormal happenings and all sorts of things. I would stay up late listening to creepy shows on the radio talking about Bigfoot and aliens. And this show combined that with ridiculous but creative humor and just made it something that was like, it was like he made it for me. Like everything about this show is made for me, and it's it's so good. He's he's so brilliant. I cannot wait to see what else he does. Um, anything he does, I will be there for. I am excited for the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie because he's a co-writer on that, and I would not have even given that a second thought without him being a co-writer on that. I I, I can't wait to see what else he does. <laughs> 
Actually, uh, as far as the Detective Pikachu movie is going, he's no longer working. He's no longer credited as a co-writer on it. He's, uh, I don't think, I think he left the project a few months ago. He's not going to get a credit but on he was, it. In the, recent, in the recent stories about the deal with Netflix, people were still saying that he was a co-writer on there. Oh, really? I, I like last yeah. time I checked, it didn't say there was a, and it, it said that he had been removed from the project, but I don't know. But yeah, as far as this uh, Alex Hirsch and Netflix deal goes, very excited about it. Gravity Falls was an amazing show. One of the best cartoons we got this decade so far. And uh, I'm really excited to see what he's going to be bringing at Netflix, whether it's a new show, a new movie, whatever. I'm just, I'm, I'm just really excited to see this. But one thing that is very interesting about this is that this is kind of a blow to Disney's new streaming service because... Uh, Gravity Falls was a Disney show, and now he's leaving to uh, network, is basically leaving to the streaming service that Disney is trying to rival with Netflix, is trying yeah. to rival now. So it's very interesting to look at. That's a good point. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. You're right. But more animation for, the, for all of us, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't see this as like a direct competition to Disney streaming service because Disney streaming service is it's a niche interest like it's for Disney fans and people aren't going to ditch Netflix for the Disney streaming service any more than they're going to not sign up for the Disney streaming service because they have Netflix I don't think like I'm definitely going to be subscribed to both for completely different reasons yeah but it is it is an interesting choice that he made uh and you know I mean I guess most people would probably still pick netflix over uh over even over disney as far as streaming services yeah but from from everything i've heard about from everything i've heard about working with netflix they give the creators absolutely free reign to do whatever they want and with disney you have to follow their rules yeah so if i were if i were in the position of making a show for anyone as much as i would love to work for disney i think i probably would choose netflix over disney because they're, they take a very hands-off approach. They basically give them the free reign to do what they want. They give them notes on what they think should happen, but they, they let the creators have their vision. Yeah. And I can totally see why he chose to go with Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Very exciting. So next we have a, a new animated film is going to debut out of a Mexican animated film on September 14th in some theaters called a wizard's tale and uh we had to watch the trailer uh adam what do you think of the trailer uh i don't know it looks the, <laughs> the animation just doesn't look appealing to me it looks very uh it looks very awkward to be honest like one of the character designs just looks very uh weird to me and um it just it doesn't look very interesting. Um, it has a very good cast. Uh, Ian McShane and Ian McShane is working on it. He also mm-hmm. worked on Coraline, and that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It just it just doesn't look very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of a a defender of sort of this level of animation, uh, as far as the I don't know this sort of style of uh like i don't know 20 to 40 million dollar budget small 
uh, CG animation. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I give it some slack, but I do agree that the character designs are not great. And it looks like it has some creativity, but yeah, it wasn't a great trailer, even for me. And I'm very forgiving uh, more than most people of this. It kind of reminded me of Legends of Oz which was terrible. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Do you see any hope in it, uh, Jonathan? Um, I don't know. It looks <laughs> extraordinarily unextraordinary. Yeah. It, it just looks so very generic. From I don't know if this is important or not, but if you, on the article that we got, this information from if you scroll down to the comments someone is talking about this being maybe a franchise in latin america because they've changed the name for the american release so oh, apparently whatever this is this is something that's bigger down in mexico and it's just it's not something that's in the u.s it's something called here comes the grump i've never heard of this so apparent whatever this is it has a following just not in the u.s so I think that plays a part into in the character design because it's, it's probably pre-established characters. Uh, so I I don't know. I it uh, just the trailer itself does not look appealing to me. But who knows? I probably won't see it, but it probably won't even come near me because I don't know. Foreign films just never seem to find their way anywhere close to me. And if this one did over like your name. I would be disappointed. <laughs> like, why, <laughs> well, why did this one get to come to my theater and your name didn't? It looks like, though, in fairness to this movie, it looks like it's going to be video on demand as well. So you could watch it if you have um, VOD. So there you go. But yeah, I guess it's based on a show from 1969 called Here Comes the Grump that was 2D, obviously, um, from back then. So hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then um, we have we have a film that that makes Wizard's Tale look like an Oscar contender <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Norma the North two coming out. And again, I am I think a lot nicer to these low level CG animated films. But Norma the North was one of the worst experiences I've ever had at a theater. I it was so bad. I I just I mean every the, there were only three other people in the theater <coughs> with me, and the mom. Uh, there were these two kids who were completely unengaged, and the and so I was just kind of like smiling and like talking and you know hanging out with the two kids. The mom was just spent the entire time on her cell phone and i was totally fine with it like no problem like i didn't blame her at all it was so boring and it was so disgusting and puerile and terribly animated the story really doesn't even make sense uh like why are they building town shares in the arctic like what it was just the worst and uh, i hated all the pee jokes and i uh, yeah, the worst. Uh, and so, Norm of the North 2. <laughs> I have never seen the first one, and based on the reactions from people, I don't want to see the first one. No. Don't see it. <laughs> don't see it. 
Ugh. Yeah, there's literally nothing good about about it. It's it's the worst. I mean, the, I, a lot of people were like, oh, they hired Rob Schneider. Like, Rob Schneider is probably the best thing about the movie. He's fine. Like, well, he, there's nothing. From what I've heard, he's not even coming back for the sequel. Yeah, so. which says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Rob Schneider's like, eh, I'll pass that's not good sign so i don't think any of us thankfully it's not coming to theaters uh, yeah <laughs> well it's apparently only going to be 45 minutes so what and, uh, they're making two like the article i read so they were making two direct-to-dvd sequels why why did they think that it warranted that i i don't know everything about that movie is just like a baffling series of horrible choices yeah it's bizarre i have no idea why that i don't know the only thing i can figure is that is that people just because uh, it's on netflix and people are just like oh well it's something for the kids and so they put it on and it's like you shouldn't do that there's so many good things on netflix there's coco and there's that's how that's how those horrible <laughs> channels for kids for, for kids in quotation marks on youtube blow up people just put their kids in front of youtube and they watch all these horrible animated things that people make just so that they can get ad revenue from kids replaying these horrible videos some of which are like mentally scarring for children it's like don't put your kids in front of the internet like people used to say don't put your kids in front of the tv the internet is far worse than the tv ever was yeah agree youtube is not a place for kids unless they're being heavily monitored and I would say the yeah. same thing for Netflix because, I mean, there's like, so many things on Netflix you don't want your kids watching. Well, yeah, and there are so many good shows, though, on Netflix that you could have, like Kubo and the Two Strings you could watch on there. There's Captain Underpants yeah. is on there. That's better. You could watch Just Lilo make sure you Stitch. know what your kids are watching and don't yeah. put them in front of Norm of the North just because right. you want them out of your hair. Agreed. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody should have to watch Norma of the North because it, it's it's so stupid. It's so poorly animated. It's like the film just feels like a freaking joke. Like yeah. the the whole idea is just stupid. Like a twerking polar bear goes to New York City or what the animators call New York City. I'm surprised nobody has brought it up because the city that is supposed to be New York looks nothing like New York at all. And (laughs) it's just, it's such a terrible movie. The characters are all stupid. Yeah. Animation is like a joke. The story is idiotic and brainless. It's like, it's a very it's a prime example of what animated movies should not be. Yeah. I'm just I'll just say that this sequel is thank everything. It is not going to theaters. <laughs> yes. I'm <laughs> so grateful. Yeah, I mean I I just it's crazy. Like there's one part in the movie where uh where there's a man in a polar bear suit and there's Norm and people are like getting them confused and you're like what (laughs) i mean i don't care you can have the most convincing furry in the world and i'm still gonna know the difference between a real bear and a guy in a suit like what (laughs) i'm like like 
I feel like this movie was just made because a bunch of people, a bunch of the audience, like the people who made this movie were like, oh, kids are stupid. Well, we'll just make this movie because yeah. we think kids are stupid. And that is completely not the case. Kids are smarter than this. And I think yeah. even they can tell that this movie is terrible. Like, yeah. I don't know why in the world it even got to theaters. You can just ask Lionsgate why in the world they put it in theaters, but it was a mistake that it got put in theaters. It was a mistake that it is getting a lot of theaters. It got like two thousand theaters. Like it it wasn't like some tiny little run. Like it's very depressing. Like your name gets like you know (laughs) gets like five hundred theaters and like (laughs) from the north is like in 1500 i'm like i'm gonna die Ugh. but anyway so all right last trailer that we're gonna talk about is uh the for the new series dragon prince which starts this month september 14th on netflix and we talked about it before but this was a tra- trailer and it looked pretty good i was pretty impressed i'm not a big fantasy person so this is not my jam but as far as a trailer I thought it looked pretty well done, pretty sincere. I thought the characters looked pretty, pretty good. It looked like an interesting story. Uh, it'll probably still not be my favorite kind of show, but I don't know. I was pretty impressed with the trailer. I thought. What do you think? I, I like the look oh. of almost everything about it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I think I said this before. The only thing the animation does not look very fluid. And I can't tell if that's a creative choice or if it's low budget. I don't know. But like everything except for the non-fluid animation looks really good. Just the fact that it's slightly jerky is kind of throwing me off. And Hmm. I'm sure once I get into it, I won't care as much. Uh But like just watching the trailer, I'm like, I wish they could have done this just a little bit better. Yeah, interesting. But it looks like from all other accounts it'll be good well i yeah i i I do think this is going to be a good show and i think the jerky animation that you brought up jonathan i think that was a creative choice uh the creators of the show did work on avatar the last airbender which had a very anime influence to it and was in it, it was inspired by anime so i can understand why it has that animation the look of the animation that jerky style but yeah i think this is going to be a really good show especially considering that it's coming off uh some some of the uh people that worked on avatar mm-hmm. so is it a show or is it a movie it is a show oh okay i thought it was a movie here on wikipedia that uh they they use uh they use computer animation but then cell shading and a reduced frame rate are applied to resemble traditional 2d animation so maybe that's the jerkiness okay. you're saying is that yeah right? i i could tell that there was a reduced frame rate for most of it like some of it looks smoother than others but that's why i wondered if it was like a choice to do that because parts of i thought parts of it looked like they were smoothly animated and the other parts like especially the people looked a little jerkier mm-hmm. but yeah i'm sure it's one of those things where once i get into it i'm not going to care anymore but just first impressions, mm-hmm. it I don't know, it mm-hmm. kind of throws me off from what I'm used to. And there is an early review in um, from IGN. They said that it surprises by comfortably exploring 
uh, dark story elements while giving audiences an assortment of lovable characters to enjoy to engage with in short it's a worthwhile animated series for audiences of all ages so there you go that sounds promising mm-hmm. uh so yeah and then there is a new featurette for the new star wars resistance show i mean this didn't really do a lot for me this I mean, it's only a three minute featurette dave filoni is a genius i think he's the best person in star wars right now i think working on uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's the one that gets it as far as i'm concerned and uh and you know i i don't love the artist artistic style of the show i i'm not totally convinced but um but i'm definitely willing to give it a shot for sure that's how that's how i felt at the beginning of clone wars when clone wars debuted i was like i don't really love how this looks like a video game but once i got into it it became one of my favorite shows and i i think i would easily say that the clone wars is my favorite piece of star wars media like better than all the movies and i'm not even one who hates the new movies i love the new movies but clone wars for some of the arcs are just miles and miles better than any of the new movies. I just, uh-huh. I love Clone Wars so much. And I'm, I have high hopes for Star Wars Resistance because Dave Filoni is working on it. I know he's not like the absolute head over, like over every episode. He's just is like overseeing the project. But even that just makes me feel more at ease about, about it because he knows, he knows Star Wars. And I, I have, faith that even if the show looks a little odd at the beginning it it will surprise people because clone wars surprised me i wasn't a fan of the way it looked at the beginning but mm-hmm. once i warmed up to it and realized how great the writing was i loved it yeah yeah i definitely felt that way about rebels uh i don't know what do you think uh, about this adam yeah, I think it is going to be something I'm have to warm up to. The plot of this show does seem interesting about how uh, how it takes place before uh, the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it should be interesting. I like that it's going to be like inspired by uh, Japanese anime. Uh, Dave Filoni is a very good director when it comes to the Star Wars, working on Clone Wars and Rebels, and he actually did uh, direct some episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. I actually mm. just found that out. Mm. And, um, yeah, this should be a very new, great new show for Star Wars fans. That is until the uh, Clone Wars picks back up, and I think next year. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, all right, good. Well, that's a lot of fun stuff we got to talk about. I really enjoyed this. Uh, we got to talk about some not so great animation, some really great animation, some really fun projects. So let us know in the comments section what uh, you think about some of these new projects and development, some of these things coming out, shows ending, shows beginning. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear. And uh, you can let us know in the comments or on Twitter. Uh, that would be great. So thanks so much, you guys. And uh, Jonathan, how can people find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube. Um, my channel, I just recently rebranded as iHeartAnimation, um, talking about all things animation, usually more obscure things. Uh-huh. I've got a new episode coming up today where me and Mark Brown from the Animation Commendation talked about the Phantom Toll Booth from 1970. Ah. And 
if you want to find me on social media, I'm pretty much everywhere at John J. North. Great. And Adam, where can people find you? If you want to find me, I basically go under Animated Antic on uh, everything. I'm, I have a YouTube channel, uh, a Facebook, a Twitter account. I'm more active on Twitter than I am on Facebook, however. And be sure to check out my website. I do uh, animated movie reviews every Tuesday. And yeah, find my movie review website, I am also writing on Motherbox. Great. And I'll have all that in the description section. You can check that out and follow me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. We really appreciate you putting in your reviews of the podcast on iTunes because it helps more people to be able to find us. So thank you very much for doing that. Give this, uh, if you're watching on, on YouTube, give this a, a like and subscribe to the channel and uh, we would be really grateful. And uh, so thanks again, you guys. Really appreciate it.